1: Hiya, Frank. Good morning. I'm uh, following a bit of a conversation with uh, yourself and Paula Bradshaw from uh, the Alliance Party on Twitter uh, last night. And but it was probably no surprise that Paula Bradshaw made two references to calling an election. The Alliance Party, on a up at the moment, would seem to think that maybe an election is better than continuing these talks. Is that unfair to Paula Bradshaw, who isn't available to have a conversation with us this morning?
0: Well, gee, I think... Uh... Paula was making two points, that the talks are at a critical point. Are we going to get a deal that will restore the executive and the assembly? And if not, are we looking at an election in uh, September? And, uh, you know, trying to read inside these talks, Frank, um, and inside its working groups, it strikes me at this stage uh, that this is a process that is, again, identifying and and asking questions uh, rather than answering them. Uh, And in terms of trying to make progress... Uh, I think the the Working Group on Rights, Language, and Identity uh, will be critical, uh, not just in terms of, of its uh, specific task, uh, but in relation to the prospects for, for an overall uh, deal. I just sent you a tweet, actually, before we came on air. Um, uh, and when I say about, uh, you know, asking questions rather than answering them, uh, you know, I've read a document from, from inside uh, that rights, language, and identity group. Uh, it's a document compiled by the facilitator, the, the, the chair of that group. He's, he's heard the parties, listened to positions across issues. And, and the facilitator has produced a paper to try to identify issues. You know, what are the questions uh, and the work to be done? But as I say, no answers as yet. And just, get, you, you know, take one issue and it's... Uh, the issue that I, I sent you a little um, uh, photograph of part of the document, um, Frank. So yeah,
1: on, on same-sex right, marriage.
0: You see that, yes, mm-hmm. and and, and you, see, you see what it sets out. Parties hold strikingly different mandated policy positions on same-sex marriage. Some view this as a matter of conscience, uh, and within individual parties there can be a divergence of views. Uh, there was an appetite to ensure that Uh, protections would apply in relation to this issue on grounds of conscience. Most parties generally acknowledge that this is a matter to be considered by the Assembly, submitted to the democratic process. Uh, The relevance and interplay between the issue and any possible reform of the current petition of concern process was noted, and you see in the little box below it is recognized that this issue is one to be addressed as part of an overarching agreement on the restoration of devolution. Now, we know the questions, um, uh, the the, the challenge in all of this is is whether within these working groups and when they move out into uh, a kind of leadership negotiation, can they begin to make progress on on this issue and on other issues? And if they can't, Frank, uh, then there's not going to be a deal.
1: There will be people listening who'll be thinking and, you know, I'm not getting into the argument of whose rights are more important than anyone else's mm. rights. But there will be people and there. you can see a couple of texts coming through already who'd be thinking, are we going to go round and round and round and round on these stumbling blocks forever? The likes of Irish language, same sex marriage, so on and so forth.
0: Well, 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 just on Irish language, uh, Frank, uh, my understanding is that that Rights Identity and, and Language Committee met again yesterday. Uh, I, I'm, I'm told it was quite a heated conversation uh, that uh, Sinn Féin had um, repeated its position for a standalone Irish language act. Uh, and the way these working groups are are, are, are progressing, uh, Frank, they're, they're looking at issues Uh, And we know that um, by the end of this month, tomorrow, um, the Prime Minister and the uh, Taoiseach will will make their assessment of of progress. Uh, The facilitator uh, tomorrow uh, will try to come up with a a conclusions paper uh, inside uh, that rights, identity and and language group. Uh, I mean, as I see it and read it at this stage, the conclusion will be a conversation in progress, um, a discussion in progress. Uh, But if you're asking me have they made progress in terms of cracking these big issues, uh, I'm hearing nothing uh, to suggest that. The Secretary of State met with the parties yesterday. Uh, She was talking to them, Frank, uh, about this legacy question. Um, We know that the North Maryland office has uh, completed um, uh, the assessment of the the legacy consultation. Uh, That assessment was meant to have been published, and you and I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Uh, The Secretary of State asking the parties yesterday for their opinion on whether it should be published now or or later. Uh, The the fear and concern is that legacy and the battle that's going on within it over, uh, you you know, on one hand, protections for military veterans versus historical investigations, that all of that could derail these talks. So we haven't had that uh, assessment published yet. And the Secretary of State asking the parties yesterday when would be a good time uh, to, to publish it? And, and that gives you an idea of, of just how uh, delicate this whole process is, uh, uh, Frank, and, and this concern about derailing it. My sense of things is that uh, the Prime Minister the, and, and the Taoiseach, the two governments, uh, will point to progress within the talks, the progress being that the parties are actually talking about these issues again, and I think they will allow more time. So we're not, we're, we're not up against a hard deadline, Frank. Uh, we're at one of those elastic deadline moments again where, where, where these talks will be stretched to see if it is possible. Within the conversations to make progress uh, in the uh, in the weeks and months ahead,
1: those who suggested there'd never be any fruition as far as the talks were concerned while Brexit was on mm-hmm. the on the agenda. Mm-hmm. brexit's still on the agenda, but the dates have all passed, I suppose Halloween is the next date we're, we're, we're looking towards. Can, can they keep if brexit is a, a stumbling block, can mm-hmm. they keep talking, delaying, procrastinating? While Brexit is the the biggest international issue,
0: well, you, you mentioned that, that uh, Twitter conversation I had with uh, the Alliance MLA Paula Bradshaw last night. Uh, I mean, the, the reality, Frank, is the government doesn't have a Plan B, um, so its Plan B has been delay. Uh, think of the the last set of talks and and how many deadlines uh, we went through. So uh, I think uh, we're we're in a situation now where Uh, The government will allow this current talks process to uh, continue for some time. But we're two and a half years now since um, uh, the institutions came down. We've been in that standoff and uh, stalemate for two and a half years. But you mention not just the talks, Frank, but the issues that are sitting outside the talks at the moment, the unopened containers as I've described them, RHI, that report not yet published, Brexit, no settled position the legacy uh, argument not yet settled. And we look at London, and we don't know who the next uh, Conservative leader and the next Prime Minister is going to be, what the next negotiation between the Tories and the DUP uh, will involve. So all of those issues, while they're not inside these talks at this moment, Frank, are big, big factors. And there is a long way to go, a long, long way to go, before we'll be able to make a judgment on whether this uh, negotiation process will be able to make a deal or not. If they cannot settle those rights issues that we've discussed, Frank, then there will not be a deal.
1: Uh, I must say, Martin Gills, who's entered the Twitter conversation, is maybe speaking for a lot of people when he says, and you may think, uh, Brian, that he's been very uh, cruel towards the politicians, but he says, this is beyond pathetic. It's time to start live streaming these talks so that we can see the level of moron that we've voted for.
0: Well, um, uh, what I would say, uh, uh, Frank, is that no one went into this negotiation thinking there was a magic wand that was going to make uh, everything better. What we're looking at for the past two and a half years is a pantomime uh, and a farce, and there is a lot of anger out there. Uh, We've seen in the last number of elections uh, how voting patterns have, have changed. A big tactical vote, uh, unquestionably, within the, uh, the the European election to to, to get a second uh, Remain uh, seat, uh, won by Naomi Long. So, uh, you know, when when Paula Bradshaw talks about the possibility of of another election, and I and I wrote about this the other day. Do we need another election to to lift us out of that that standoff and stalemate? Uh, and the mud in which our politics uh, have been stuck for the past uh, two and a half years. For that, you need a decision, Frank, and we have a government uh, at the moment uh, that uh, is not very good at uh, making decisions.
1: Oh, there's an understatement. <laughs> Understa- uh, understatement. I, I think
0: you heard me saying how I said it, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> the understatement of, of the day. Uh, no numbers in uh, at, at London, no authority. Uh, and, and, and no ability. To, to take the big decisions that need to
1: be taken. What do you make of the Home Secretary just finally being being here today? Is, is that just pretty standard for a Home Secretary to drop by from time to time, or is Sajid Javid uh, is he is he campaigning to be the future Conservative leader? He not have many uh, votes in this in, in this part of the part of the world. Uh, he'd be meeting Arlene uh, Foster today. He'll be discussing the impact of uh, Brexit and all, all of that. Uh, sh- should we be looking carefully at his? I visit? imagine more to do
0: from with what's going on in London and what's going on here, uh, to, to be honest with you. I mean, the, the, the deal here, if it's going to be done, is going to have to be done uh, by, the, by, by the parties. You know, Arlene Foster has used this term recently about, uh, you know, a negotiation cannot be a 5-0 concession or, or win for uh, Sinn Féin. Uh, you and I have spoken about the February draft agreement uh, last year, I don't know how many times, it wasn't a 5-0 win Sinn and if people can't get out of that trench of of this being a 5-0 concession, if they can't get out of the trench of, of, of needing to address these issues and getting them over the line, uh, then this process is uh, is going nowhere, Frank.
1: There's another understatement. Brian, thanks very much indeed. Always good to have an insight into it. Uh, thank you. Uh, it, it is frustrating, and I see that a number of you are tweeting or texting to us a uh, Along, along along those lines you're you're losing faith you're maybe we need to listen more to Brian and get a full understanding of the effort that these politicians are putting in to these talks and take it at face value that they are trying their very very best to deliver something for the betterment of this country that is not how you see it when you contact the program but uh, thanks to Brian for bringing us uh, right up to date if you're just joining